Druids and cars go into festivals. They can chat about things. It's a druid podcast in cars. Sometimes the best parts of festivals are the discussions that surround them, reflections on what we did and heard, anticipation of what's to come, and processing what it all means in relation to our spiritual work. We wanted to help either introduce you to that phenomenon or extend it for you. That's what this is about. I'm Reverend Jana Vende. And I'm Reverend Michael J. Dangler. We're priests of Arnriach Fane and members of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. We're recording these sessions actually live in cars, actually going to festivals and events, so you will hear road noise, turn signals, and navigation prompts. But that's part of what makes it fun. So... Sit back and enjoy Druids in Cars going to festivals. At Trillium 2019, I sat down with Arthur Shipkowski, who started Hemlock Vale's Protogrove ADF years ago. That Protogrove didn't succeed, never becoming a grove. And Art has had some time to reflect and think about the process of building a grove, as well as shutting one down. When I was elected Chief of the Council of Senior Druids in April of 2019, I had an idea to collect stories like his to provide some additional context for people starting their own groves. The benefits of talking to others about what it was like in the beginning of a grove, the issues it faced as it grew, and when we need to admit that maybe now is not the time to plant a grove seemed obvious. I really enjoyed the conversation, and I hope you will too. All right, so I'm here with Arthur Shipkowski. And we want to talk a little bit about what it's like to found a grove and then close a grove. Because you started a grove how many years ago now? Wow, I think that that was back in uh, 2006. That sounds about right. And you formed it up in State College. And after a couple of years of trying to get members, did you hit the three-year protogrove limit or did you? I hit the three-year protogrove limit. Um, I was told actually by uh, the, I think it was the Grove Coordinating Committee Chair at the time, that uh, it was actually fine if I continued on, but I had not actually found additional people who were directly in, interested in becoming ADF members. Yeah. So you'd had some successful rituals though, right? You'd, you'd done some of the work, you'd gotten people to show up and just they never joined ADF, correct? That, that's correct. I had a few core people that I went and uh, developed, and of course, you know, if you get core people, you really want to try to you know, support and encourage their interest because you can't really do it all yourself. Right. But they were interested mainly because I was a viable um, pagan option holding regular rights in the area. They were very supportive of that, but they weren't really interested in ADF per se. I could have been doing a large number of other things, and they would have been just fine with that. What are some things that, when you started the grove, what are some expectations that you had? I think, you know, I, ex- I expected somehow that starting, you know, the grove, there might be more um, direct interest just in the fact it was listed on the ADF website. And it's very interesting. I did get emails and contacts from people. People would actually occasionally join ADF in State College and mark themselves as members of the grove, and I would never hear from them. That happens to us in Three Cranes, too, so that is not an isolated phenomenon. <laughs> um, what else kind of stood out to you as, as things that you expected to have happen that didn't? Um, I think I, uh, 
to, to a certain extent, I had kind of that uh, you know, field of dreams expectation. If you build it, they will come. If you build it, they will come. And it seemed like it was the next logical step. If I build this and if I do a good job on this, they will come. And that didn't really pan out. Right. Just because you know, I'm going and posting on local lists, and at the time, Witchbox was a bigger thing than it is now. I was posting there. Um, I had contacts with some of the other local uh, student pagan organizations. We didn't really have an adult pagan org at the time in the area. Yeah. Um, and I'd go and you know, email about this, but there was interest, but not actual action. Yeah. And I, I know that you did a lot of the right things, because I know that you showed up in the local paper. Yep. Um, there was a, a feature story on, on you and your grove, um, and certainly you you had connections with the local college as well, Penn State, um, and it just didn't seem to, to draw on membership. So when it came to the decision to, to continue or to close the Grove, what sort of weighed on your your thoughts there? Um, what, what weighed on my thoughts, since I was offered a bit of an option to continue for a bit, was just what would I, was there an obvious thing I should be doing differently? Mm -hmm. That was a very big thing. Am I just waiting for something to happen where it could happen in a month, it could go and happen, you know, in 20 years? And I felt like it was much more, I, there wasn't obvious to me at the time things that I could do to really go and um, get uh, those ADF members to uh, suddenly appear or, you know, the ADF interested to suddenly appear. Yeah. Um, to a certain extent, a very minor thing, and I don't want to make this sound like this was this uh, you know, overwhelming requirement. I'm filing reports, and the reports are more or less you know, unchanged. I list the number of people who attended rights. I think our high water mark was, uh, I, don't, I suspect someone would have to go and you know, look, and they'd probably tell me I'm wrong. But we'll say our high water mark was about 10 people. Mm -hmm. So, But I'd file these reports, and I'd see that there didn't seem to be any particular correlation in terms of attendance. Um, it felt like... You know, there was no specific, you know, way forward in the reports for just emphasizing that to me. Yeah, I, I will tell you that about six to ten people at a ritual is really common for a proto grove, uh, particularly one that's just got a grove organizer as a mm -hmm. member of ADF. Um, even a couple of years in, that's that's not an uncommon number of people to have show up. Um, so you were, I think that you were actually pretty well on par with other proto groves in terms of people showing up. It's just. The next step never, never happened. It seems. Yes. Um, in and before this point, I'd been involved in other local pagan efforts at pagan organization, and I think one element that I noticed was that I knew a large number of local pagans, many of whom were not really interested in being any more known as local pagans than they were to me. Right. There was one person who never said one word about being pagan, but uh, was a service advisor at the car dealership I was going to at the time for my new car, and would go and pass me notes. Oh my. So one of the things, I remember that when you, when you were talking to me about shutting it down, one of the things that I had said to you was that not all ground is fertile for, at that particular time, and um, sometimes it, it can take more time than, than where you are right now for, for something to to grow up, and it sounds to me like in State College at that particular point in time, there wasn't a willingness to, to step forward. Is that fair? That, I would say, is very fair. Yeah. When you went to shut down the Grove, 
um, after you'd finally made the decision and, and moved in that, what did you what did you learn in the process of of closing down the Grove? Was there anything that stood out? Um, some things that you know that stood out was uh, two of my most loyal regulars actually explicitly asked if it would make things better if they joined ADF. And I knew full well from past conversations they would only be joining ADF so that the Proto Grove would continue and be appearing to make progress. They had, you know, they had no interest in any further pursuit of uh, ADFs. And I wouldn't actually thought about this very hard, and I decided that I would just continue because they were doing it to, uh, you know, a desire to, you know, try to make me happy as opposed to, you know, because this was a, you know, an interest of theirs. If it had been an interest of theirs, it would have come up sooner. Yeah. Um, other, other aspects was figuring out um, what elements of the, you know, doing, having a protocol for things that I could still continue with or without the, you know, official aspects of being an ADF protogrove in play. Um, when I, uh, when I went and uh, talked to them, it occurred to me that I could still continue holding public rights. It was just not as an ADF protogrove. I didn't, ha I would no longer have the name, the auspices, but at the same time, um, I would have uh, all the, you know, other aspects of having uh, an ADF, pro you know, protograph in terms of I was still doing the rituals, which that continued for a while, and then my regulars had some uh, life uh, changes and such, and that got knocked out of rhythm, but for a while that continued even without the protograph. Uh, the other thing I went and discovered is that the uh, post office uh, doesn't really pay much attention to, you know, late fees on uh, PO boxes because I realized that <laughs> about a year later I had never actually given them their keys back. They didn't seem to really care about that. <laughs> yeah, they changed the locks probably. So <laughs> actually, the lock key was unchanged, and there was uh, one final newsletter from, uh, at least at the time, Sassafras Grove used to go and put out um, a newsletter that was sent to local groves and such. Yeah, we used to get that too. Um, in in three cranes. It was very nice to receive. Um, the, uh, what other, I guess, what lesson do you think you, you picked up from this? And what would you tell another Grove organizer who's kind of struggling with whether to keep it open, whether to close it? How, how would you, how would you approach that? I think where, I, where I'd start approaching, you know, whether to keep it open or where to close is, you know, what is your, can you think of things that you haven't tried yet? What is your potential path forward? Do you think that you are close to going and finding fertile ground? Yeah. The other thing that you know, I would go and bring up is there's no shame in going and admitting that you've not found fertile ground. Right. Sometimes that's just the reality of the situation and, the, and it's worthwhile having an honest embrace of uh, you know, the, the truths of that. Yeah. Do you think you'd ever try again? Yeah, I think I would potentially try again. Um, I don't know, you know, just yet there's a local group that's attempting to just do general adult pagan organizing, and uh, they're trying to reach the point of actually having bylaws and organization, and I would, I've actually done some things in support of them, and I would hate to go and, oh my, it's right. <laughs> I would hate to go and undermine them in any way. We'll see how things go for them. They have a much looser focus, which, seems to be both an asset and a uh, potential uh, problem. And they have different expectations of rights. And I think that might be one thing that I have learned that uh, I did not uh, exactly uh, ponder at the time was, you know, was there something, some completely different aspect I could go and uh, use to pursue all of this? 
Like they like to go and do full day events. I'll admit that I'm not necessarily big on a full day multi, all consuming event, but they do like to do full day events. At the same time, there are more people associated with them. Yeah. The one other thing I might go and say, and this would be more for the person thinking about organizing, becoming a Grove organizer, is it might not be a problem to go and wait until you have two or three other, or like one, or one to three other ADF interested folks locally to kind of journey with you. And I, I say this for two reasons. One is that um, you have other people who can start to go and uh, take on some of these loads immediately. And the other aspect is you avoid the founder effect, which you know, wasn't really a problem when you were a proto-grove, but if you become a grove, you have other people who've been around much longer and don't feel like it's you. Right. So I think that would be my uh, concluding aspect. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Art. Welcome, Michael. Thanks for listening, and there's more to come. We welcome your ideas and questions. If there's something that you'd like to hear us discuss in a future episode, please drop us a line at druidsincars at threecranes.org. If you would like to donate, you can do so at threecranes.org slash donate. Druids in Cars Going to Festivals is a production of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. Learn more about our grove at threecranes.org and more about druidry at adf.org. As always, keep circulating the tapes and let us pray with a good fire.